Hello, everyone. My name is Jack Carey, and welcome to the Westmead Library Podcast. This podcast will be giving you a rundown of events and services available to you via the libraries of Westmead County Council. If you have any questions about the content in this podcast or the newsletter, which also covers many of these topics, please feel free to contact us via library at westmeathcoco.ie. That's library at westmeathcoco.ie. For queries about the events in this podcast that are taking place in specific branches, please reach out to the staff of that specific branch. You can find details for all Westmead libraries by visiting your local uh, branch library or by visiting our website, www.westmeadculture.ie. As was said last week, we have a Summer Stars reading program in all libraries across not just Westmead, but across the country. Summer Stars is a reading program that encourages kids to read over the summer. Though it is coming up to that uh, time when people are getting ready for the school uh, for the school year, um, Summer Stars is still continuing. So if you haven't uh, gone down and gotten your own little leaflet to start Summer Stars, please feel free to speak with the local library staff. In addition, we also have My Little Library bags available to anyone who is starting junior infants this year in 2023. So feel free to come on in for any child uh, to get their free little bag with free books for uh, parents to read to them. The National Heritage Week uh, is taking place between the 12th and the 20th of August of 2023. This is a a week that celebrates Ireland's cultural and uh, natural heritage. We have a variety of events going on throughout Westmead Libraries that are here to effectively uh, promote all of the variety of Irish culture that we have on offer. From exhibitions in Athlone Library to spinning workshops in Castle Pollard and even traditional Irish cooking in Mullingar. I'm honestly just scratching the surface of the sheer amount of events that we have going on in Westmead Libraries for natural, na- National Heritage Week. Uh, if you want to know more about them, please feel free to have a look at our newsletter, which gives a comprehensive list of what's going on throughout the month uh, or week, sorry, uh, as well as exactly when and where they are taking place. As I've said on multiple occasions over the past several podcasts, we have a variety of events that are uh, specifically tailored to children of all ages. For example, we have a variety of parent and toddler groups and story times going on across many libraries this month. If you want to speak uh, with staff about uh, what exact times that we have available, just go into your local branch and ask away. We also have a well-known children's author, James Hannon, visiting uh, on August the 22nd in Mullingar Library. There's also a book clinic for kids who want to get a professional's opinion from local libraries um, on what exact books that they should read next. Uh, These ones are going to be taking place in Castle Pollard on August the 11th, which doesn't require any bookings, so anyone is welcome to come. And finally, of course, there is our well-known Lego building sessions. These are taking place across multiple libraries, so once again, you're going to need to speak with your local staff to find out exactly what's going on, but it it can range from anywhere between specific themes to free-for-all building sessions, so please ask away at your local branch. There is going to be a Breast Cancer Ireland information session going on in Castle Pollard Libraries on the 16th of August at 11am. This allows people to listen to one lady's personal experience of a breast cancer diagnosis. It will also uh, allow you to get a bit more information exactly on this disease. So if you're interested, you can book um, with Castle Pollard Library staff. 
Loan Library is also hosting a trad music therapy session led by Sertia Castello uh, and is organized by Phelan Sanon. If you wish to register for this, uh, there are a variety of events that will be taking place on the 8th of August for children's sessions, teenage sessions, and a dementia-friendly session. And um, these will all be taking place on the 8th of August. And if you would like to book, please register at failanasanon uh, at gmail.com. And because I know I'm getting that pronunciation wrong, I will point you towards the newsletter in order to get the spelling for that. The Road Safety Authority is hosting a children's road safety talk uh, in Moat Library on the 24th of August at noon. All are welcome and there is no need to book. This event will be free of charge and is suitable for all children aged six years and over. People will receive high uh, free high visibility jackets as well as several other spot prizes that can be won. A member of the Road Safety Authority team will be present uh, in order to tackle all elements of road safety. And as usual, there are plenty of arts and crafts events going on this month in Westmead Libraries. We've got a variety of events uh, going on in Moat Library, including Make Your Own Bookmark on the 2nd of August, as well as a Monster Doodle Day uh, on the 11th of August. Mullingar Library is also hosting a, a arts and craft hour on both the 4th and the 18th of August. Uh, this one does require booking, so get your names in for that. Uh, and then, of course, there's also a Monster Doodle going on in Athlone on the 23rd. And for those who know about our regular um, creative events, uh, we have knitting and crochet groups going on across the, uh, across the county. So if you want to join in for those or set up your own, you can uh, contact library staff uh, to find out the nearest one for yourself. The advice on your device uh, meetings are continuing to be a very popular event going on in the libraries. For those who do not know, this is just regular sessions, uh, usually in the morning across Mullingar or Westmead libraries, where staff are make themselves available in order to explain how to use uh, your information technology, things like your computers and your tablets, in relation to uh, apps and uh, other services available uh, from the library. These can be things like our ebooks, our audiobooks that are, can be found on apps uh, on your phone, or even language learning courses and digital magazines. We also have book clubs, as usual, in Westmead. Uh, in Westmead. Uh, these can include adult book clubs, children's book clubs, and anything in between. So if you're interested, contact your local library to find out more. Right, so we now have uh, one, a very special guest here. We have a fellow colleague uh, of Mullingar, or sorry, uh, Westmead Libraries, a former uh, member of the Mullingar Library staff here, Caroline. How are you doing, Caroline? I'm doing great, Jack, and thank you for having me on your podcast today. Excellent. So I brought you here, Caroline, because I have been doing this podcast for quite a while, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I will actually be finishing up my podcast uh, career uh, in Mullingar very soon, and I'll be handing it over to you. As you... <laughs> yes, um, but I wanted to just give an idea, because I've been doing this podcast for a while, um, but I've only ever had the Mullingar perspective. I've only worked in this uh, large library uh, beside the council buildings. Um, as I've been doing this podcast. And I just wanted to bring you in in advance, just so if there's ever a, a thing that we need a different perspective, what would you say is the different perspective? Because you've worked in more than one library. Yes. Um, and I just wanted to know what you think is different between Mullingar and the other libraries that you've worked at. So what yeah, libraries? That's a great question. 
you know, first, I suppose one of the things I want to get across is the ethos of libraries. Mm. I think people um, in this kind of real cold age are kind of surprised that libraries are free. You know, the amount of times that people come in and go, well, how much do I owe you now for this book? And, mm. you know, how long can I borrow it for? How much is it to join is a question I get asked quite frequently. Mm, yeah. So it's really interesting that people are still asking that when actually the ethos of libraries is all about free access to knowledge, to information. And I suppose the other ethos is that, you know, we try to make libraries really welcome. Mm. Now, I would have I'm a lot older than you now, Jack. But when I was growing up, libraries were very quiet. And yet, you know, no talking. And so when I started my um, career again, because uh, prior to this, I worked in the arts, when I became a librarian a few years ago, I was trained over in Castle College by a lovely lady called Anne Bond, who runs the library over mm-hmm. there. And I was really surprised at just the difference of ethos, which is, hello, how are you? Come in. This is your library. And mm-hmm. we are your public servants here. You know, we're here to help you. So I think just to answer your question about difference, in the smaller libraries, maybe there's a bigger chance to get to know more of the community personally. Mm-hmm. Now, having said that, I did get to know people here in Mullingar between so there's two very diverse communities between Casabolid and Gulbagan. They're very blended and in international communities, which is quite surprising. Um, in Kabegan there's a high Brazilian and Polish population, which I haven't realized because I was being told, oh it's very it's a much older demographic and it's also a big community town. And actually what I'm finding is on the ground, as people, as you know, post-pandemic, everything is still, people are still cautious. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. still get the occasional person coming and going, look, at I'm just getting over that experience of isolation. And I'm going to pop into the library because it's, it feels almost like an in-between place between a coffee shop and, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it feels safe and it hasn't gone uh, yet. Exactly. So just with regard to communities, um, like say in, in Castle Pollard, um, there was, I suppose I saw a lot more of a cross-section of demographics. So you had older people, they're very artistic over in Castle Pollard. They're very, um, they love the visual. Mm. And, and as a community, they really, really use the library resource. They would use it, they would come in, they would do research there. Um, and certainly by the time I was leaving the, the kind of post-pandemic um, fall off in visits had really risen right up to pre-pandemic standards, which was great. But you did get to know the community. And the conversation is an incredible thing because the seeds of some kind of activity normally come through very organically in conversation. So you'd be talking, chatting to somebody like... I remember chatting to um, some mothers here in Mullingar and they were saying, oh, I just want to do an Alison Clark workshop. Do you know where anything's happening? I was able to say, oh, well, actually, we're going to be doing one, you know, sign up. Um, Or maybe it's just something um, like the resources around the sensory rooms. They were, you know, and the meeting rooms. Once the community heard that that was available, Mm -hmm. they would really utilise them. 
Um, I suppose what I saw with, with Mungard, there was very serious students here. Oh, yeah. That was uh, like families with kids, uh, students. Those are the big demographics. Yeah, yeah. like the desks were always, you know, it was hard to get a desk at certain mm -hmm. times of the year in Mungar. So there's a very, there's a definite sense of people coming to Mungar Library who really sit down, get the head down, do a bit of work. Um, they like the kind of relaxed atmosphere as well. Now, I suppose no library is totally silent anymore. Yeah, so right. you need to have cancelling earphones for a song. And I think it actually surprises some people that the community hubs mm. the way they are. The, the Castle Ballard community had a great influx of Ukrainian refugees and we really got a fabulous experience there. I got to know some Ukrainian artists that I'm still friends with now. You know, um, so really binding relationships and friendships happened from actually I've made new friends in the library because they are very friendly places. Yeah. Then over in Quebec, and as I say, there's a big Brazilian community um, and a Polish community. So I'm trying to reach out and see if we can do some kind of Brazilian music night or something mm. um, to kind of reach that community. Well, while you bring it up, I was actually going to ask because now you've, you've talked a lot about uh, like the demographics and how mm. the, the kind of the, the general feeling of the libraries idea can be different. Uh, but what about events? What have you seen? Is there a particular different disparity of events when it comes to the different libraries? Are there any particular libraries that have a particular focus on a particular aspect of the community when it comes to events? Um, I do think some localities are more receptive to some things um than others you know and that could be that could be just a, a demographic it can be preference um i know we had a screening of a fabulous older lady she's 98 and that, um she celebrated in quebec and her name oh my gosh what is it now it's gone out of my head kitty flynn i think is her name Oh, I'd be killed by Stan McCormick and the local um, his work. I wouldn't mind, but we did a film screening of her. And that was so well attended. So I think the thing about smaller communities is that they're very good at celebration. Mm. And also that they have a sense of pride around place. Um, but events-wise, what I have noticed is, firstly, the organisers from the library try to be as fair as possible. Mm. everybody can get a taste of yeah. so and I think that's only right yeah. you know so we've everything from like um organic flower arranging to eco projects to IT stuff IT stuff exactly so we're trying to you try and and, and keep it as, as democratic as possible but you will see that there are certain preferences like with a fabulous turnout I, th I think this has been all around uh, Westmead now that I know, but we had a great turnout for end of series um, Jewish recital. Oh, yes, I heard that. I talked about that last month. It did? Yes, we were Fantastic. And I was so worried because you know the way you just, it's a little summer and everybody's going on holidays and you just think, and then it was raining as well as an ask, nobody's going to come. We were very lucky with loads of people. But for example, I did a monster doodle. Yeah. Now, First, you've got the monster dude. <laughs> the monster dude is just a big long sheet of paper that children can come in. I always think it's a wonderful way for children to make friends. Yeah. Um, but again, because I've been told, oh, no, the demographic is much older and 22 children. 
Now I nearly died. <laughs> I was expecting maybe six, um, but we had a massive turnout. There's some things you just can't plot for, mm. you know, like our heritage officer here in Westmead is so good, um, Mamma McQuaid. She's sponsored um, some really lovely projects right now yeah. over in Quebec, and we're going to be doing basket weaving, which unfortunately is booked out. Mm. And had, I'd say she could have run it six or seven times over. I suppose I suppose it's a great it's a great thing to see that like yes maybe so maybe some demographics have a preference but the important thing is that the libraries are always there to like cater to what the people want. And I think understand this and it is very unusual, Jack, because it is kind of something that um, people may not be aware that libraries run arts events because mm -hmm. so often it's kind of part of the arts um, office, and people don't realise well actually librarians are very good. At, you're just you're walking in with a book. And you're going, oh, it's a shock, isn't it? And suddenly a conversation starts and somebody says, do you know what? I'm really interested in crocheting uh, heritage lace, which you know. And suddenly it's kind of like, I do. <laughs> I do know something. Or somebody comes up with an idea. So it always, what I think is really, it cuts out the spin. It cuts out um, booking like Eventbrite, it cuts out, you know, you, you cut out so many middle people because you're just having a direct conversation with your librarian and your librarian heads off to their line manager and just chat to that woman there. Mm -hmm. And you know what she would love to do? We'd have a little think and see, was there, is there any way we could arrange it for them? Mm -hmm. So I think that's a very unusual, it's a very unusual facility because I think people mostly think libraries are just about books. Yeah. And I think that's, I know with the new national plan, that we've a new national plan, and you know, we're all interested in as, as librarians, that they're talking about libraries as safe spaces, sanctuary, not just, you know, you come here to be safe, but that you actually can find yourself mm. in a library, you know, through conversation, through attitudes towards each other, deep yeah. respect for one another, and just to openness to, a conversation around starting something, as well as, of course, you can find a good book or you can find information. Don't quote me a bit on this, but I think that's exactly how we actually got our climate action group, a new kind of climate get together group that's happening in Mullingar. Conversation. Um, yeah, it was just from a conversation. Now, once again, don't quote me on that. I don't think that's exactly how it happened. But yeah, just people talking. And then, are you involved in that now, uh, No, that would be my colleague, Collins. That you guys are interested in that, feel free to, uh, to contact us and ask for Colin about that. Uh, yeah, that's sorry, sorry, Colin. <laughs> absolutely delighted. And I know. For example, because I do think he's very proactive in the environment, and I'm hoping that when I um hopefully uh, get the crown up of the podcast from yeah. you, <laughs> when yeah, I have come on you at some point <laughs> after you've abdicated, yeah. Um, I would love to chat to Colin, and then I know that I, my colleague Manus, um, in Quebec, is very proactive in, mm. in the environment as well, you know. Um, so, you know, that's what, and again, we have expertise in librarians. This is the other thing, you know, like your secret life. Don't talk a little bit about your secret life. <laughs> I mean, like, if, if you're talking about my interest in, in my interest in running games and things like that, yeah. which, funny enough, my colleague Rory over in Castle Pollard is doing the D&D &D games and oh, stuff like that. Yes, he is. Yeah. Oh, 
already started. Is, is mm. I mentioned that a while, a while back in the podcast as well. So oh, it's Dungeons Dragons. Yes, it was Dungeons and Dragons. That's fantasy. Oh, who don't know what D and D? Dungeons and Dragons. Sorry, I, I just I'm so used to. But yes, that was my that was my secret life. I enjoy running games for people. You yeah. can also tell stories out yeah. of the vault of thought. Your storytelling skill. Mm. Yeah, so that's, yeah, so I do like giving a, giving a good storytelling section, even even when I don't have a book in my hand, I will I will uh, spin a story of Celtic mythology or something like that, and it's great. Yeah, um, no, it's fantastic, and you're brushing yourself off there now very quickly, and I'm, just I'm trying to I'm trying to avoid that. I like talking about the library as a whole, as opposed to me specifically. So this is the other thing: the fact of library staff. You know, how do you audit? The fact that you're a really, really good storyteller and that you engage children, you can't. You know, they're, they're the immeasurable gold. And I think quite often we can be so quick about statistics. Who's coming in? Who's going out? How many books are coming in? But you forget it's actually the staff that are engaging with well, the communities. I think that's a, that's a really important thing about getting feedback from the community, particularly for events that we do. Because uh, we will, like... We will do all of the uh, storytelling and all the events that we do, the, the, all the um, uh, stuff that I mentioned in the podcast. It's all very great, but we would very much like to hear feedback from people and uh, the people who go to them, the people who've chosen not to go to them. We want to know what things work, what things don't, what don't doesn't work for people so that in the future we can cater our events to our community. I really agree with you a little bit on that, but I will sort of caveat in. And here's my caveat. Sometimes you don't need a lot of people. You know, the way sometimes we just think of success is capacity. And, and this is where I think libraries are again very unusual. I mean, for example, I started to run a poetry afternoon. There's a residential home in Turles House called Bethany House. And I phoned up and I said, look, would any of your um, residents be interested in coming on over to the library? I'll make them a cup of tea. I was going to write to Brighton to get a tea. But we'd read a bit of poetry, maybe something that they studied in school. We pull on the old nostalgia strings, you know, because I love <laughs> I love poetry yeah. that I read in school. And the activities coordination says, So she came and did a risk assessment, and the most she could bring was four and herself. I said, you come in. In, it doesn't matter. Come on in, we'll have a cup of tea. So again, not a massive crowd, not a, and I think that's the other thing to say to people, don't worry, it isn't always about attracting um, the multiples, you know, it can be the small... It's the, all about the, uh, the broad appeal, it's about get, finding the niche of people yes. who really enjoy that particular and energy around it. What happened out of that poetry reading session was, now how do you measure this? They would sit in the library and make them a cup of tea. We read poems. We'd have a little clap. They began to see people coming in that they hadn't seen for years, and having a conversation. And then the people that came in loved the poetry. So the circle got bigger and bigger and bigger. So we ended up with twelve or thirteen regularly turning up, so we could sit and read and have a cup of tea and see when. And then of course there was. It's fantastic now. The activities coordinator did say there was a bit of a row in the residency hall because they wanted to know who was coming this week. <laughs> Working too well. <laughs> so we're going to be starting that. We had the, the closing concert event this series and um, to round off that for the, for the summer. And we're going to start back again in September. So just let people know if they're around for begging on a 
Now, what, what day was it? A Tuesday afternoon in September, call us and say, are you in? Are you reading a bit of poetry? Come on in and we'll read a bit of poetry. And I might be doing memoirs after, but just to go back to that whole idea of events don't have to have. Mm. So if you have a little idea out there, anybody listening? Exactly, yeah. If you, if uh, like the events on the news on the newsletter, they're not always the be all and end all of what the library can do for you. It is what you want to put into the library. Mm -hmm. And if you want to come up and ask a staff member and, and try and uh, pitch an idea to us, we are more than happy to, oh, to try and make it. Yes, exactly. So and, and we don't mind failures either. Sometimes an event doesn't work, and that's perfectly fine. Yeah. The important thing is that you try. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's, a, yeah, that's been fairly comprehensive on what happens in the various libraries. And of course, everyone has now had has a good idea of uh, of the person who will succeed me. Hello. Thank yeah. you very much for coming in here, Caroline. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. So as was just mentioned, uh, this is indeed my last um signing off of the Mullen or the Westmead Library podcast. So I hope you guys have all enjoyed and I hope that you'll enjoy Caroline's even more. So there you have it, folks. This has been the Westmead Library podcast. This is your host, Jack Harry. Thank you and have a wonderful day. <laughs>